Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 47. It's that time again. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, now a daddy times two, Pat Flynn. Hey, hey, what's up? Welcome to the 47th session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. And I just have to thank you because session 47 marks the first podcast after surpassing the 2 million download mark, meaning between session one and session 46, the Smart Passive Income podcast has been downloaded over 2 million times, which is phenomenal. I mean, to think that I'm just one dude who gets behind a mic every once in a while to have been listened to that many times, it's just awesome and, and and it's all because of you so thank you and a special shout out goes to chris jacob who tweeted me the other day to say that the spi podcast helped him cross the finish line of his first 10k run uh, he was listening to the show during his run which is great well done chris and i'm glad i could be there with you during your run to help you cross that finish line i love that in addition to 2 million downloads, which quite interestingly enough is, uh, well, translated into time based on an average of a 45-minute show is 171 consecutive years of listening time. That's like 24 hours a day of listening for 171 years. That's a totally random, useless fact, but I thought it was kind of cool and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, Thank you again, two million. That's ridiculous. Uh, You know, I'm telling you, podcasting, it's awesome and such a good way to reach people, you know, be everywhere. There's a ton of people waiting to listen to you on a podcast. You just have to put yourself out there, be heard, and and just make things happen. So, you know, I could go on for days about podcasting. But anyway, in addition to that announcement, my final announcement today, which relates to the to uh, today's episode and is a much bigger announcement and much, much more important than any sort of numbers of downloads or anything else in this world is I am now dad 2.0. Just like my announcer John Melly said in the intro, I am now a father of two, a proud father of two. You know, a couple 
Uh, weeks ago, our baby daughter entered this world, our second child, and she's here. She is amazing. She's beautiful. Uh, her name is Kailani, which is actually Hawaiian for the sea and the sky. And no, we're not Hawaiian. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask me that because our son's name is Hawaiian too. Uh, but my wife and I both love the culture, the names, and the food. And, you know, that's where we went on our honeymoon. So, you know, we're as much Hawaiian as people can be without actually being Hawaiian. But, you know, I am half Filipino. And my wife is full Filipino, so if we just call ourselves Pacific Islanders, then yeah, we could probably stretch the little Hawaiian thing. So yeah, I'm so happy, so proud of my wife and my son, too, who is actually very protective of her. You know, that was quite the opposite of what we are actually worried about. You know, quick story, after my wife gave birth and our son came by to visit us at the hospital with the grandparents, I had to change Kailani's diaper. And so, of course, newborn babies are going to cry every once in a while, and she did. And my son just started threatening me. He was like... Dad, I'm going to get you. Stop doing that to Kailani. Like, <laughs> it was so cute and weird and funny. I mean, he got so angry. It was amazing. And so I'm sure he's going to be there for her when she's older, which is, uh, which is exactly what we want, which is nice. So how does all of this, you know, baby stuff relate to today's session? Well, since bringing the little one home, for those of you who don't know or who haven't experienced this yet, you know, babies like to mess up schedules and make it incredibly hard to get things done. And any sort of long stretches of time you had to do anything before, uh, including sleep, well, they go away. And, you know, I don't have a solution for that. I'm not here to tell you some magic formula for getting stuff done when a new baby arrives in the house. You know, that's uh, I want to know what that magic formula is. I'm not going to pretend like there is one. But all of this stuff happening in my life right now has got me thinking a lot about, you know, work-life balance and, and, you know, prioritization. You know, where are our priorities? Do we even know what they are exactly? How are they changing? And are we living a life that seems balanced where all parts that matter to us get touched or addressed? Or is that even possible? Or are we just living a life where we aren't doing the things that we really want to do? Or, you know, we should be doing something else. You know, this is a huge topic and it's so important you know i've had 46 other episodes so far from amazing interviews and success stories with other people to some solo shows with just me talking about everything from email lists to social proof and the different types of passive income you can generate online but i've i've rarely touched on this whole work life balance thing and it's something that affects all of us you know and i think it's something that most people including myself find very difficult to master and and the tough thing is you know once you feel like you get into a rhythm with your life and and things are balanced and things are good you know it doesn't take much to be thrown off balance you know things happen in our lives from time to time that test us a lot or challenge us and and, and as much as i'm so happy and so proud to be a father of two now you know I'm not gonna lie and I, and say that it's easy you know I I'm not gonna lie and say I don't struggle with this now and struggle with trying to get work done and provide for my family while also being there for my family at the same time you know I get stressed sometimes and I overwork myself sometimes and I procrastinate too you know so in this session I'm not going to tell you how to live your life you know I cannot do that I'm I don't have a right to do that and you know we all have different lives and different experiences and and you know you know different things matter to each of us but what i can and will do is talk about my life from my own experience i mean that's what i do in my blog anyways uh share thoughts about what's important to me and how that relates to time management balancing work personal stuff 
you know, ba- balancing work and balancing personal stuff. And then hopefully by the end, you can sort of examine where you're at too and, and what your priorities might be. And if you're actually working towards a balanced life or, or setting yourself up to lead one. You know, I've had a lot of people email me about how I'm able to get things done while still making time for my family, especially now with a second child on board. So my aim is to sort of fill you in on that now. And again, like I said, I don't have a magic formula, but I'm going to tell you kind of what's going on in my head to sort of hopefully make things easier for me down the road. Now, before we even get to priorities, though, this this whole work-life balance thing, you know, I want to make it clear one thing that has probably helped me the most as far as really getting great work done and making progress with all the, all the projects I'm working on and in my business, uh, you know, while also being able to really enjoy the time I spend with my family. And that's work time is for work and family time is for family or personal time is for personal time. You know, in other words, when I'm with my family, which is one of my top priorities, my focus should be and is now entirely on them. No work, not even one thought of it. You know, this is out of respect to my family who I feel should have my 100% devoted attention when I'm with them, uh, as it would be unfair for me to, you know, be there physically but not mentally as I as I think about something else going on in my business, which I have to say was a very common thing when I was newly married and had, we had our first baby while I was starting to see some great things happen in my business. You know, it was, it was a daily struggle, and I, I would even get to a point – where I'd actually have conversations with my wife, you know, about whatever. But then there's this like little voice in the back of my head that would be thinking about something business related, like a comment that I needed to answer on the blog or a new blog post I needed to write. And gosh, even just saying this out loud, uh, you know, to you now and thinking about it, it's just so sad. I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed of it, you know, and, and it eventually got to a point in my relationship where my wife and I, you know, we, we really had to sit down and talk about it because she could tell uh, and I knew that I just wasn't always there, you know, and it was always, it was totally my fault. But, you know, as most of you probably know and can relate to, when you do business for yourself and you're an entrepreneur, whether you own a Fortune 500 company or you're just a blogger, there is almost always more work to do or something that can be done to improve your business and make it even better. And in addition to that, it's so exciting. I mean, starting a business of my own has given me some amazing experiences, like my first sale, having my boss who actually laid me off call me back and ask me for advice, which was awesome, uh, or just the whole, all the connections I've made with other people online. It's seriously addicting. It's seriously addicting, and, and you know, I, I'm obsessed with this stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you are too. Uh, to a point where sometimes, you know, you just cannot stop thinking about your business. You know, you dream about it sometimes. The thing is, you you have to be, and what I've learned is, you, you just have to be a little cautious about that, about, you know, thinking about your business all the time, because there are other people and other things in your life that deserve your thoughts, your attention, and your dreams too. But then there's the opposite side of this, when we are working, or should be working on our business, you know, our business doesn't have our full attention either. And what happens, we don't get as much done as we could have. Projects take forever to complete, and the time just seems to slip away from us and our business. And it just doesn't seem like you ever get anything done, right? I mean, I go through this too. This is a struggle for me, and a struggle that many of us face, especially those of us who work from home, uh, and especially even doubly, especially if you have little ones running around the house too, you know, 
those those one minute interruptions they're you know they're only one minute right you know they're dangerous because they aren't just one minute long you know yeah i could take a minute to help you with this or you know i can take a minute to chat about you with that well that one minute can easily turn into two or or three or five because you're never actually keeping track of that time and when you try to get back into work mode you can't just boom get back right into where you left off you have to take a minute to remember what you were doing and get back on track and into the flow of things and if you were in a particular flow or rhythm when you were interrupted uh, that minute might take another 10 or 20 to make up you know and and for me this was bad too, especially because I'm not the type of guy who creates boundaries and, and, and likes to create rules for other people. Like, you know, don't speak to me at this time or don't talk to me, you know, just uh, when I'm working, you know, it just didn't feel right to say during these hours, please, for the next 30 minutes or whatever, I need to focus. So don't interrupt me. You know, that seemed kind of rude to me, but that's what has to be done. You know, because when you are in work mode, you need to be in work mode. And when you're on personal time, you need to be on personal time. And they each need to be separate as much as possible. That is the key. But that's also not easy to accomplish. You know, it's not easily divided for people, you know, work stuff and personal stuff. You know, there were a few things, though, that I'm going to uh, mention right now that helped me with this whole work-life division line, I guess uh, is what I'll call it, in my life. First was the understanding and support uh, from my wife, between my wife and I. You know, in other words, communication. You know, your family and other people around you that you care about, especially if you live with them, they have to understand just as much as you how things are going to work. You know, that when you're with them, you are 100% with them. But also that when it's work time, you're 100% focused on work and you cannot be disturbed for X number of minutes or hours or whatever you feel is adequate, uh, except for emergencies, of course. Again, everyone is different, but it just needs to be clear between all parties, right? Once I spoke about this stuff with my wife, I mean, just, just saying it out loud and sharing these thoughts with her uh, helped me, you know, and it'll help you too. You know, my wife told me how she felt about my work and, you know, how it was kind of hard to decipher when I was actually in work mode versus when it was okay to talk to me and things like that. Um, you know, so we, we sat down, we talked about how much time I needed and when, you know, things were going to happen for me work-wise during the day. Uh, and after that, you know, things started to go much better and we were all much happier and I was getting, I was getting a lot more work done and I was more focused on my family when it was family time. But of course, you know, all this is, is, is much, much easier said than done. I mean, talking about it out loud helped and just getting it out there. But even after talking about it you know, for a while, even though I knew, you know, even though it was brought to my attention and I knew, and I, I, I admitted to, uh, you know, thinking about business stuff when I wasn't in work mode, you know, I, I did. I, I kept doing it. You know, you just can't turn off that thing like a switch uh, as much as we all want to sometimes. But there are things you could do to almost get to a point where it's sort of like you're turning off a switch and you can get out of work mode a lot faster. And it actually all relates to how it was like working at a nine, at a nine to five job, at least at least for me. So here's what I did. Like, you know, what I liked about my nine to five job, and there were many things I liked about it. I actually didn't want to leave. I loved working in the field of architecture and I still miss it sometimes. Uh, so, so what I liked about my nine to five job, and, you know, actually it was like eight to six or eight to seven sometimes, you know, 
architects are crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I had a sort of schedule and I knew mentally that at X o'clock every day or whatever, uh, again, it varied depending on projects I was working on and the deadlines I had. When X o'clock came around, I was done. And it was so easy for me to get out of work mode. I mean, a lot of us wait for 5 p.m. and then boom, like a light switch, we're done. No more work. We're not thinking about it anymore. And we have our evenings to look forward to or our weekends uh, with whoever and doing whatever. That schedule is important because it tells our brain when to switch to something else. And for a while, I was working without a schedule and it was just ugly know what I was just working whatever so I could be thinking about my business whenever like when I was with my family because I didn't have a set schedule at first you know it's 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 funny because a lot of people try to get away from the nine-to-five scene you know they say you know I want to work I want to work my own hours Uh, but they'll soon realize that they need a specific schedule in order to succeed and I soon figure that out now when you work for yourself that schedule can be flexible which is the beauty of it, but you need that schedule to survive. And other people need that schedule to understand when you're in work mode and when you're not. So I have a schedule now. And yes, it changes and it can because it's flexible and things get introduced in my life like when Kailani arrived and you know the schedule's changing, but I'm sticking to it as much as I can because you know I'm adapting to the new situation, but I need that schedule because that's what helps me communicate with my family and helps me communicate with my brain so I know when it's work mode and I know when it's not in work mode. All right? So that's one thing. You know, creating that schedule, really important. Another benefit of the 9 to 5 scene that helps you sort of break this uh, work-life you know, division into two uh, is, is, is you're physically at another location, you know, typically. And when you leave, you're out of work mode, probably because, well, you can't even work if you wanted to, you know, you're not at your desk. This obviously helps with work mode, non-work mode division. Uh, but when you're working from home, your place of business and your place of living is the exact same place, which makes it extremely difficult because, uh, you know, you can work at any time. I mean, you have to specify a designated area in your living quarters for your business and let it be only there for business, nothing else. If you want, you could get out of the house and sort of you know, do, relive that nine to five feeling of a separate workspace outside of the house, which I know a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people like to go to cafes or you know, internet cafes or whatever, or they, they rent out space in a shared working area is pretty cool you know whatever is good for you i just think a separate space just for work is needed and that's going to help out a lot it's going to help with your priorities i'm fortunate enough now to have my own office in the house which is great because i can close the door turn off what work mode in my head like a switch just close the door boom work is done just like i was leaving an office at at a nine-to-five job but before actually before we moved into this uh house that uh no, I actually lived in a one-bedroom apartment. This is where I built my six-figure business, greenexamacademy.com, in a one-bedroom apartment. And my, quote, office was a little niched-out space in the corner of the kitchen. Just a little space in the corner of the kitchen, open to everything, but it was a space in the place, a space in the place. It was a space in the apartment that was dedicated just for work, and it helped because when I wasn't there, I wasn't in work mode anymore. And eventually took me a while to figure out that that's how it should be. 
I have a video, actually, that I'll share with you in the show notes that gives you a tour of my first office in my one-bedroom apartment. You'll see my dog Gizmo. He's like four months old at that point. He's really cute. Uh, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 47 to see that video. Check it out. It's like two minutes long. You know, humble beginnings. <laughs> humble beginnings. And it really shows you that it doesn't take much to get started, I had very little going on in my office at that point, just a computer and a little space in the house designated just for business. So yeah, a separate physical space will help. But even then, even then, especially if you're working from home, uh, you know, you have a computer, right? And since we're all doing business online, you know, if we have access to a computer, it's really easy to merge work and merge uh, personal stuff together. Like if you should be working on your business, you know, you check Facebook for a second or go on YouTube and then all of a sudden 30 minutes go by and you saw some amazing updates and pictures and videos of cats and things, but nothing that is really going to help you uh, at all as far as the future of your business. And and then on the flip side of that, uh, you know, if you're on personal time, you know, a lot of times we are tempted to check our stats to see if we have any more traffic or sales or you check your email you know, those things can be the death of you and you need to keep work-related things, uh, you know, out of your non-work-related life. Seriously. I mean, this was a huge struggle for me as well. And as you can see, I've struggled through a lot of these things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest with you here. You know, I don't pretend to be some sort of know-it-all, yeah, this came easy to me type of guy. You know, I got, I've gone through all the same things that you are going through or have gone through already or will go through. And, uh, you know, I'm just here to share it. I'm just here to share how I'm working all out, uh, how I'm working it all out. So, you know, the solution here for me, as far as, you know, the, the whole computer situation, uh, and, and working when I wasn't supposed to be working on the computer versus, and also, you know, going on Facebook and Twitter and being distracted by personal things or things that should be personal things while I was on work mode. Uh, the solution for me was to actually buy a separate computer. So that I have one for work and one for personal stuff. You know, no work stuff or, or work bookmarks or any sort of activity on the personal computer. And no non-work uh, related stuff is to be done on the work computer. Uh, you know, so, you know, and, and by far this, is, this has helped me the most. This is how much I struggled with this issue, with the discipline. You know, I didn't have the discipline. I mean, if you're strong... If you are strong on the inside and you, you just know that you, when you're in work mode, you shouldn't be doing non-work stuff and vice versa, then then by all means, I mean, don't buy a new computer. I'm not telling you to buy a new computer. I'm just sharing you this that this is this was my solution. Um, and if you if you could, if you're strong enough to do that on your own, great. I mean, I teach me, you know, uh, but it helped me out big time and it, it made personal time more fun and it made work feel more productive, too. You know, I actually. I actually talked about this a couple of years ago. I suggested it on my blog in a blog post. And a few people were like, yeah, Pat, that's a great excuse to get another computer. I'm going to tell my wife. And I thought that was pretty funny. But no, really, it helped me. And, you know, maybe instead of a separate computer, you create like another profile that you can sign into on your existing computer that doesn't have easy access to all those things that shouldn't be on there. And this, of course, is much easier if you have a laptop. Because if you don't, then you have kind of your you know, PC or, or your iMac or whatever in your designated work area. And then you're doing personal stuff there in your workspace and you're mixing personal work together. It's just not going to work out very well. So, you know, all of this, all these strategies and, and hacks or whatever you want to call them, 
This is all about making sure, again, that your work life and your personal life and family life, are, and you know, they're separate. And they each have your 100% attention when they each require it or when it's the right time. And when I talk about personal life, I don't just mean those who are around you, but I also mean you. Stuff for you, stuff that makes you happy, which is actually my first priority. My first priority is me taking care of myself. My priorities are myself, then my family, and then my work, and then everything else. And that may sound a little weird to you, you know, putting myself first, like it's selfish or, you know, egotistical or hypocritical because I talk about how much I love my family so much. But let me tell you why I am my first priority. And I'll link to a Michael Hyatt article in the show notes because he puts himself as his first priority too, but it's not for selfish reasons at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The reason I put myself first is because if I don't take care of myself, if I get sick, if I'm out of shape, it's really hard for me to take care of anyone else too, especially my family, but also my work too. You know, and I'm pulling, I'm pulling this next example from that same article uh, from Michael Hyatt. It's like when you're on a flight and during the emergency demonstrations at the beginning, you know, the flight attendant will, you know, buckle the seatbelts and stuff. And then she talks about the oxygen mask and she says, make sure you put on your own oxygen mask first before helping anyone else around you. You know, a lot of people will sacrifice their own health and their own well-being for the sake of others to improve their businesses. Uh, And I think you have to make yourself well enough first so that you can better help others and better improve your business. You know, one more quote from that same article that Michael Hyatt said in uh, actually a comment. He said, you know, we have to recharge our own batteries in order to be able to jumpstart others. And I, I just love that quote. You know, everyone's self is different. So you should know best how to keep yourself healthy. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you what to do or go exercise or go eat this and that. Or, but, you know, you know that you, you should know what you have to do. It's just a matter of doing it. You know, and, and, you know, I eat well. I'm a juicer. I exercise as much as I can. I, I challenge myself mentally. I read. I don't put myself in too many dangerous situations. And, and you know, I make sure I do what I can to be happy, too. Sometimes that means spending more time with my family one day because they're always there to pick me up. Sometimes it means I just have to step out of the house for a little bit and take a drive to cool off if things are stressful at home. You know, a stressed out Pat isn't going to help anyone and a solo outing somewhere to get a cup of coffee or something can just make me feel and make everyone else around me feel a lot better. You know, everyone needs a little bit of alone time, you know, just just to ground yourself and to get sane again because our lives are full of a lot of, insane stuff you know so my first priority is me but it doesn't sound as bad as it is it's because i want to be well enough to help others then after myself there's my family of course really the true motivation for everything i do they are what make me the most happy and they are who i want to be a good example for you know it's a and it's a challenge you know and i know a lot of people who work long hard hours for their families uh to support them and to provide for them, but then they're not always there physically for them. And and that's not how I want to be in my life, which is why passive income and flexible schedules and, and being my own boss is, is the core of the show and the core of the smart passive income brand. You know, for some family isn't quite as important, and that's okay. Totally okay. 
You know, I'm not here to tell you what your priorities should be. That's all on you. But what you should do is have what you do reflect your priorities. And for me, since my family is a top priority, providing for them and physically being there for them at the same time is something that I am always striving to do. You know, as my kids grow older and they start to become more independent, uh, I know this is going to be a lot harder down the road. I mean, you know, with a baby, I can just hold her all day long. And my son, who's only three uh, or almost three, he's starting to play on his own and even says he'd rather do something else than play with me sometimes. You know, not all the time, but it's just his honest two-year-old self who is very protective over his coloring book and doesn't want anyone else to touch it. You know, it's crazy. And then there's the relationship I have with my wife, too. Now, with the kids in the house, uh, the time we have alone with each other, my wife and I, is much less, of course. And with our son, uh, you know, we always made sure to have at least a little bit of alone time every week. So once a week, we have an evening together. This is what many of my Instagram followers know as date night Thursdays. You know, I usually catch a snapshot of where we ended up going for our date night, and a lot of people are interested in that. And it's nice. It's so nice having that alone time with her. It's very important to me. Even if it's only for three or four hours one day a week, you know, it's so necessary, I think, for us as a family. And, you know, once our daughter is a little older and babysittable, I mean, that's not a word, but you know what I mean, uh, then we'll start to go out on our own again. I mean, we've put that on halt for the baby, but we're going to go on date nights again because it was so good. You know, it makes us both happy. Uh, we get spiffed up a little bit. We dress up. Uh, and it, it really gives us something to look forward to, to uh, experience together each week. You know, it's nice. If you're not doing a date night with your partner, I uh, would definitely recommend it. Then there's the relationship I have with my family, my mom and dad. You know, I, uh, I know a lot of people who grow apart from their parents the older they get. And I think since leaving the house for college, I've actually grown even closer to them. You know, now that I'm an adult I, uh, and I have kids of my own, I understand why my parents do what they do. And I'm not an angry teenager anymore, but I'm thankful instead. So I always do my best to spend time with them or call them and just chat about anything from security guard stuff with my mom, who is actually a security guard, or fishing or cow football with my dad. And then, of course, there's my friends, who I always look at as a part of my family, and I treat them that way too. You know, I'll go out of my way to help because I know they'll do the same for me, and they have. And many of them are, you know, recently married and are having kids and stuff, and I, and I want to be someone they can all rely on. So that's my family. So that's my second priority. You know, after my family, then comes my work. And within my work, we can break down the work-related priorities even further. So within work, my priorities are, number one, you, my audience, those who follow what I do. By leading by example, I can better help you, which is my primary goal in my business because I get a lot of fulfillment from seeing people succeed because of me. If there's one thing I'm selfish about, it's getting thank you notes from people. You know, I want as many thank yous from people as possible because I know people don't just give thank yous away. They have to be earned. You know, if you go into my August 2012 monthly income report, you'll see at the bottom an image of a collection of handwritten thank you notes that have been sent to me uh, who, from people who have used my blog and who have uh, used my advice to help them grow their businesses. And that's awesome. You know, one person, a couple of people sent me their first dollars that they've ever made. One person framed his first dollar for me and gave it to me, uh, which is awesome. 
Now, since you are the priority in my business, your best interests is always in my mind. And this is reflected in how I actually run my business through honesty and transparency, treating you as a friend who I actually want to help because I do. It's reflected in how I don't promote anything I've never used before because I I only want to promote things that will help you and that are useful. I always do my due diligence before recommending anything or even linking out to something on my blog. And it's reflected in the detailed and lengthy posts and tutorials that I write and give away for free. And the fact that I'm always looking to improve my delivery skills. You know, I'm currently working with a speaking mentor to work on my presentation skills for my upcoming presentations in 2013, starting with the New Media Expo in Las Vegas in January. I'll be speaking January 8th. That's uh, 11.45 a.m. on January 8th in Vegas. That's at the Rio Hotel. So I'd love to see you there. But anyways, all this to say that everything I do in my business is for you. And even when I'm trying to improve my own skills, that's so I can better deliver information to you because I want you to succeed. I get a kick out of seeing you take action and getting results. That's what I want. (laughs) I love that. So you are my first priority within my business. The second priority is just to make sure I'm always being myself. You know, in other words, to never act out of character, to never do things that I don't think should be done or wouldn't be right in my business just for the sake of improving the business or earning more income. You know, the moment I go against my own self in my business, that's the moment I compromise what my business is all about, which is helping people, being honest, and being upfront with people, all right? So first, you, then being myself. Third is growth. I always want to be growing my business, adapting to new changes and exploring new avenues of traffic and getting in front of new people who would never have found me otherwise. And this is reflected in my Be Everywhere strategy, going into podcasting and YouTube videos, now also in an Amazon book, which I'm working on still. Uh, I'm also always keeping track of my stats and also my earnings each month so I can see how much I've grown. And if I'm not growing, if I'm falling back, I can see what's going on and act accordingly. Number four, prestige. I would be lying if I didn't say that I was doing a lot of this for me too. You know, I'm, I'm just being honest. You know, I mean, we should all be doing a lot of this for ourselves too. But as far as prestige goes, you know, a lot of people admire and respect what I do. And I don't take that lightly, you know, and I want to be known for the things that I'm currently being known for, things that are hopefully in line with number one and number two, which are helping you, the audience, and number two, doing things as myself in an honest and transparent way. You know, I don't want to become filthy famous like I walk down the street and people recognize who I am, uh, which only happened once at a Trader Joe's here in San Diego. And it's always very weird to me when it happens at events and stuff. I don't, I can't imagine doing that every day. But I would love to be recognized highly for the work that I do because it's something worth admiring. You know, I hope that doesn't seem too selfish or sound weird that I want prestige. You know, that's why I put myself out there. I want to be known for this stuff uh, and I want to help people. But I mean, if I, if I, I feel like if I'm going to be known for something, I want it to be for the right reasons, you know, so that that's prestige. Number five, earnings. You know, all business should have earnings as one of their priorities. You know, a business isn't a business without any income. But many businesses seem to place it too high on their list, which is, I think, what gets them into trouble sometimes. You know, it's important to keep track of your earnings expenses to maximize those earnings and minimize those expenses 
And from my experience in all businesses that I've been a part of, you know, from Green Exam Academy to Smart Passive Income and even my security guard training site, the more people I can help, the more earnings come my way. And this is this is why earnings are at the bottom of this list, because everything else before this will just increase the earnings on its own. So those are my business priorities. The most important thing to remember is, and, and this is how we'll finish off the show today, is that there's really no such thing as a perfectly balanced life where X percent of your life is dedicated to this and X percent is dedicated to that and so on. There's no perfect formula. And there's no way any person can be 100% balanced 100% of the time. But it's just about understanding what it is that's really important to you and is what you're doing reflecting that. And if not, if you're not, if you don't feel like you're 100% balanced right now, that is totally okay. You know, life gets out of balance sometimes. You know, don't feel guilty about it. Don't let it ruin you because when you feel guilty about the fact that your life isn't 100% balanced, which it probably isn't most of the time, mine isn't, it affects other parts of your life too and you don't need that. You know, life throws curveballs our way all the time and it's not about how off balance those pitches make us that define who we are and how we live our lives or how happy we are. It's how quick we are to get back up to the plate It's how we react to the things that throw us off balance, that define us. And if you understand your priorities and are always working toward making sure you have them straight, then you have nothing to worry about. Life can throw you whatever it wants and you can get right back up and move forward because you know what's important to you. So for me, with our new daughter in our lives, it's definitely throwing us out of whack for a little bit, you know, especially with our sleeping schedule and my work schedule. But I know things will work out. You know, they always do because I know what's important to me and I know that I'm going to somehow, some way, again, there's no magic formula, figure out a way to work towards a balanced life, to be able to get stuff done in my business, but also be there with my family, making sure that when I'm with my family, I'm actually with my family physically and mentally. And that when I'm working, I'm being extremely focused, extremely efficient, distraction free. So thank you for letting me get a little bit deep with you today. You know, it's a little different in that regard and allowing me to share these feelings with you and get a little personal with you. And I hope that when this recording ends, you can reflect even just for a second on what your priorities are and if what you're doing right now reflects what's important to you. Thanks again. And and here's to you and your success. And here's to leading example oh uh, I almost forgot if you want to check out the new mobile web app version of the smart passive income blog just go ahead and take your smartphone or your iPad or your mobile device or whatever go to smartpassiveincome.com and you'll be prompted to see the web app version this is brand new click OK boom you'll see the site it's much easier to digest than if you were to go to the regular uh, you know desktop version and it's connected to a lot of my social media accounts too an instagram account facebook twitter um yeah so it doesn't matter what device you're on check it out let me know what you think and leave a comment show notes are smartpassiveincome.com slash session 47 thank you so much peace Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.
So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it. 